guys and welcome back to the If I Were 20 Again podcast. Today we have the wonderful and brilliant Parker Woodward on. I met Parker a few, year ago, fear, few years ago at a business conference. Now Parker has hosted his own podcast and been interviewed on a ton of other ones. So if you like Parker, go find him out on there. But Parker is only 23 years old. And I know this is if I were 20 again podcast, he's only got three years difference, but let me tell you, he has lived and learned a whole lot in these last 23 years. Now, before we get into the episode, just a trigger warning, guys, we talk about depression, suicide, and mental health. So if those are something you were worried about, proceed with caution. Ready? So ready. Okay. Hey, and here is Parker Woodward. Parker, why don't you kind of give everybody here a quick synopsis of who you are, what you've done in your life, and just kind of get it going. Yeah, totally. So it's super awesome being on here, especially for everybody who's listening. It's hilarious. Uh, I was 20. We literally just mentioned this. I was 20 about three years ago, <laughs> almost four years ago in the next few months, next mm-hmm. few weeks. And so it's really funny where I, it was, it's like the, one of those things of how much do you really have to share? And over the last little bit, I've talked people down from suicide. I've had my own struggles with depression. I was in a mental health hospital. I was all these different things. And so you kind of got a good point of I've, I've been through a little bit of some experiences in the past little bit. And at the same time, I've been able to help people start podcasts. That's what I actually used to do is I started a podcast production agency around, yeah, right when I was... 2021 probably is I think it was after my 21st birthday yeah and so I had a whole bunch of experiences all those different types of things and through it all really understood of not only what it takes to have success in life but to feel successful as well that was the thing I really really struggled with because my dad is a CEO of a, a company and a big Funnels. company <laughs> A fairly, a fairly well-doing company for sure, um, especially in the entrepreneurship space. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those things where as soon as he really started, he's always been invested in the entrepreneurship world. When I was a kid, I'm not sure if this is kind of similar for you though, Michaela. I didn't know what my dad did. I'm like, funny. He, he kind of makes money. I don't know how, he could be a drug dealer for all I know, like all these different things. And it's just like, I just never really knew what my dad did. Mm-hmm. He had a, a marketing agency he ran for a bit. He did uh, real estate. He taught people how to do real estate. He did foreclosures. He did all these different things. And he always worked for himself. And mm-hmm. so I never really knew any of his work buddies because he had employees. <laughs> and it was like one of those like funny things and stuff like that. He had clients and all these different things. Um, and so throughout the whole journey, I was like, okay, so I'm going to be entrepreneurial. It's one of the things I'll end up doing. And I thought as I as click funnels got bigger and all these different things, and I met a higher caliber of people, it was like, okay, so not only do I have to get entrepreneurship now, I have to be successful knowing that my success is entirely due to my family. Because that my, is exactly what goes through my head every single day. Isn't it so hard? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, it's one of those things because it's a stupid problem to have. Do you know how like selfish that sounds? Yeah. Of, Gosh, I'm going to be so successful in life. And regardless of that success, it's going to be because of my parents. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those funny things where as I started getting connected with more and more like kids of people who are very successful, a lot of us really shared that of being just like, wow, like here's something that no one's really, I can't talk to anybody about this. Mm-hmm. And so one of those, one of the big lessons I learned is understanding the real root of your problem 
is the big is the easiest way to really getting to the success that you really desire. And so it's a huge thing. It's really interesting. Whenever you look at anybody in immense struggle of depression, anxiety, or any type of crisis in their life, it's oftentimes because there is a their brain is so focused on the problem that they can't solve. Mm-hmm. That no matter how I'm much learning that. Yeah, isn't it so weird? Because you work, mm-hmm. you know, with people who are way past their 20s and everything <laughs> like that. And it's kind of difficult where I, I, uh, a friend of mine, she was a, a CNA as well. And I would go in and I would, uh, we, we would go and visit some of the people on Sunday, uh, right after we went to church. And it was one of those funny things where like you talk with people about the kind of str- struggles they've had in life and they're still sad, even though they've overcome it mm-hmm. because they still have that relationship with it. Mm-hmm. There's uh, so I study psychology a ton. And one of the founders of psychology actually was born in uh, 50 BC as a slave to the Roman Empire. That's cool. Isn't it? Yeah, so he's this really cool guy. He, he uh, did a lot of stoicism, taught, he actually, his teachings influenced Marcus Aurelius, who was one of the last great emperors of Rome. They made an uh, awesome uh, movie, Gladiator, which is not about, about him, but it's like <laughs> his, it's like the proverb of like who influenced this guy. I think mm-hmm. that's how it is. I could be remembering the movie completely wrong. But in it, basically, and this is kind of how this all goes full circle, is man is not, basically, he said, and this is one of the, the ways that kind of founded psychology, was people are less afraid of what happens to them and more afraid of what they think about what happens to them. Amen. So isn't it kind of funny? We're like, mm-hmm. this whole thing, and as you interview more and more people, I can't wait to see how much you see that. I- Where, I'm so excited. Yeah. Well, no, because like you talk, to, you're going to talk to people who they're going to think back to their 20s. And as you're listening to this right now, whoever you are, you're going to think back to all of the things you've experienced, whether you're past the 20 mark, you're entering into the 20 mark, you're in the middle of it, wherever it is you are. And you get to think about the, also the quote, Tony Robbins of change your story, change your life is really true, but really difficult because it's like, okay, well, like, what do I want out of my life? You know, I, I want these few things. I want, you know, money. I don't care what anybody says. Money is not the root of all evil. It's mm. fantastic. There's another quote by Alex Sharpen of people who think that money is the root of all evil have not given enough away. Yes. And I, I got a ton of quotes of st- stuff like that. I can talk forever. Sorry. No. Yeah. So that's, I, love it. I guess the extremely long introduction. <laughs> So sorry, it took so long. I love it. No, it's great. Um, um, I just started therapy and we are learning those root problems are like that are causing all these crazy things in my life right now that is making it hard to like realize the things that I can do in yeah. have the success without depending on my parents, even though I might use them to help me through it. It's not because of them, it's because of me and I did yeah. it. So yeah. that has been very exciting and very up and down emotional roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's crazy where it, you really, yeah, everybody has that relationship with what it is that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And as you'll learn through going through therapy, and if you're listening to this, I recommend everybody go through therapy. I do too. There's, it, it's one of those weird things where, because mm-hmm. I, uh, I, so I served a mission for uh, my church, uh, Church of Christ of Latter-day Saints, and was over in Taiwan, had to come home early because of uh, suicide ideation and depression anxiety. It was nothing to do with the church. It was nothing to do with all these different things. It was strictly because of the fact of, I felt like 
I was the, the limiting person helping others coming to know a message that had brought me so much peace. And so I was like, wow. Yeah, totally. It was like one of those things where I I interpreted that in my mind of being like, wow, like I'm here to like, you know, help people and everything like that. And like, I, I'm struggled being happy because I don't feel like I'm really adequate enough to help people. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where I realized like, okay, like after like that, I had to go home for a mission, went through a whole bunch of therapy and therapists sometimes suck. It's really, really bad to say, uh-huh. <laughs> but I would like go to people and I'd be like, wow, like you're just here for the paycheck a little bit here. Just terrible to say about the, the psychology uh, stuff and everything. When people are always just like, yeah, you know, mental health is really important. I'm like, yeah, but then we go to psychologists and they don't really understand the core root of problems. They don't do all these different things. And so that's actually what, you know, what led me to actually want to become a psychologist and help people in that way was to take what it is that I'd been through and help other people at least start to where I was at so that they can go further on. Mm -hmm. And that's real entrepreneurship is, is it's helping people get to a further level than they initially started at. I love that. Yeah. So good. I have been lucky enough to find a therapist who is like, we are going to find the core root of your problems, even if you hate it. And even if it's painful and she's dragging (laughs) me through my childhood, it's fantastic. (laughs) So (laughs) I got lucky there, (laughs) but, um, okay. One question that I have is what are you most proud of? You've talked about all of these things that you've gone through in your life and they've been hard and they've turned you into the person who you are today. What is one of those moments where you're like, heck yeah, I am proud of who I was at that moment. Let's see here. I'm not really proud of myself. Um, man, it's a whole bunch of uh, ones uh, kind of come through my mind. I ran a marathon. Woo. And it was really stupid to me to do it. I mean, it that's was, impressive. <laughs> it was, uh, no, I literally, I, so I went to a Tony Robbins con, uh, a Tony Robbins event. Never oh, go to those intense. guys. Never. It's you will set a stupid goal because you're so on fire and everything while you're there, and then you'll actually go out and do it because you're so on fire, and then your body's gonna hurt. So don't set goals in life, guys. Don't try to accomplish things. Okay, it's well, don't listen to him. Don't it's, no, no. I, I I'm in psychology <laughs> program. I know what I'm talking about. I'm a college <laughs> student. Um, <laughs> but no, I've um. But no, yeah, so uh, I was one of those things. I had six weeks to train basically for this marathon. I The reason I did it in six weeks was I had run cross country my entire life. And so I was like, okay, like I know how to run. Mm-hmm. I It wasn't like this is my first time ever running and ran it in six weeks and my legs hurt for six weeks after that. I'm pretty sure that was so painful because <laughs> I, I never ran 26 miles before. The highest I got to in the training was like 2018, I think is what it was or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, but oh yeah. So proving to myself that I was strong enough to do that was a moment I was really proud of myself. And on top of that, of uh, when I was having my business and everything, I, it was the moment I really started getting into the coaching side of podcasting and content and content and offers mm-hmm. was really, really awesome because I just, it was one of those moments where when I think of moments, I'm proud of myself, it's proving that I can do something I previously thought possible. Yes, I love that. And I definitely might have to pick your brain about podcasting after this. So <laughs> to put that out there. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, def, no worries. Uh, it's really interesting. Yeah, whenever you learn something and do something, people always want to know how to do it. Yes. And, and I found I, out that people love sharing how they do it. Oh, totally. It is. Everybody. It makes me feel so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a, okay, a funny thing about people I've realized. One, everybody wants an excuse to smile. Yes. It's, uh, I'm, uh, Joe Rogan said it once, uh, people live quiet lives of, des of desperation where we're all wanting to be happy. We're all wanting an excuse to smile, to laugh, to cry, to share emotions and stuff like that. And so giving people an avenue for that is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's why people love listening to stories of people, of, of others, because they want to mm -hmm. feel those emotions crammed into a small period of time. And that releases just amazing chemicals in the brain where you feel loved and you feel connected with people. That's cool. And so, yeah, people love, if you have, it's all about asking the right questions too, I realized. I am learning how to do that. <laughs> yeah. Because isn't it as well as in therapy, it's kind of the same way mm -hmm. where if, if your therapist has ever asked you a question or if a friend's ever asked you a question about something and you're like, I'm sorry, like, I don't know what the heck you're trying to ask. Yeah. And it ruins your answer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. Questions are a big key. And I I'm doing lots of learning about how to ask them. I've got to, like a ton of videos that I have to watch so that I can get better. <laughs> What's the biggest thing you've learned about asking questions? Um, that they don't come out the way I picture them in my head too. So <laughs> like, just like trying to ask someone like who they are as a person. Sometimes I get their entire life story and like birth to wherever they are in this life. And then sometimes I get like this quick little, oh, like, I'm a CNA right now and that that's it. And I'm like, wait, no, yeah. no, no. I want you as a person Like, give me who you are. And so we're trying to figure out how to word the things in my head. So they come out nicely. <laughs> that's, that's a huge thing where so I love one of the guys I love listening to right now. His name is uh, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. He's written uh, 12 rules for life, uh, maps of meaning, uh, 12 more rules for life, uh, and out against chaos. So that one's really good. Actually, I, actually, I need to, I need to finish reading that one. Um, and so he, he reads like these super like deep books and everything like that. And he talks about a ton of every line in that book has been written a thousand times. That's crazy. And in, just in the way of like, to understand something, you have to write it out a lot. He's mm -hmm. a big fan of, and proponent of writing. That's why, uh, I, that's one of the reasons I believe that God has always asked, has always told us to keep a record and to journal and everything. The yeah. more you learn about, uh, psychology as well, the more you learn about people, the more you learned about religions, because, and this is like kind of where religion is, is interesting because there's either the concept of God gave us religion and that's kind of how it actually is, or he positioned it in a way where we would understand it the best. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's a whole yada, yada. <laughs> I, I think a lot about random stuff. And that was literally, I have a whiteboard right in front of me. That's like six feet long. That I'm a little jealous. It's I'm not gonna lie, you know, it's one of those, it's one of the big things. It's how I make so many friends. I'm like, guys, I got a whiteboard. They're like, dude, no joke. I'm like, I'm color my whiteboard. Exactly. Yeah. Some people brag about a car. I brag about the whiteboard. I yeah, I definitely I have a journal where I write all of my ideas out in, and it is absolutely tattered and chaotic because I have so many that come through. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's that's as well where if you're listening right now and you're like, okay, I have a ton of ideas. How do I turn them into reality and everything? The, the biggest thing that I've, that helps with people has helped me a ton is to 
put it to the audience. And I've literally, because most people's ideas is uh, business ideas of helping people of all these different things. And it helps a ton of literally like creating your own podcast. Literally, be, no, literally because, and that's the thing. That's why I'm, I taught people how to do it. I made podcasts with people for a while. And I realized myself, like, this is a really, really great tool. It's why I sold so many people on it. <laughs> and, uh, but that's awesome because you get people's feedback of like, wow, like that sucked. <laughs> like that really, like either the idea was terrible, the execution was terrible, the application, like the story, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, but if you tweak this, if you tweak this, then it helps people a ton. Yes. Yeah. It's also very scary taking it to people. Like, Isn't it terrifying? I had this idea for this podcast and I've had this idea for a business in the back of my head for quite some time. And I was like, I don't know who to tell. Like, like I don't want anybody hating on my idea. Like, it's my little baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't hurt this thing. And I have a college professor who's very brutally honest. And like, if it's a great idea, she will tell you and she'll praise you. If it's, her, if it's a terrible idea, she will let you know. So you do not do it ever again. And I had no idea. Isn't that true love? It really is. (laughs) And I had no idea how to get this started, this podcast started. And so I went to her. I was like shaking. I was like, Professor, I need help with something. She's like, What's up? I was like, I have this podcast that I want to start and I don't know how to do it. And she's like, Oh, what is your podcast? I was like, You weren't supposed to ask that question. No, thank you. You're just supposed to give. It's just a stereotypical of being just like, just started believing your dreams, you know, the quotes and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I told her and I was like waiting for this. Oh, like they're like just some like not necessarily encouraging idea because like it's my idea. I'm sure a zillion other people have had this idea. But she was like, oh, my gosh, I love this. This is great. You should totally do it. And I was like, <laughs> no way. So definitely taking it to people is a great idea but it is scary as anything on this fair earth. <laughs> so. Oh, seriously. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the part as well. We're like writing it out. I'm sure you've realized how much it helps. Oh yes. Uh, because like you said, like in your mind, you're like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then you write it out. And you're like, wait, no, it's not because like, there's that hole and there's that right <laughs> yeah. there. That actually doesn't make sense at all. And I have like this time constraint and I have, and it's, you know, then, you know, yep. you go to like the entrepreneurship people, of course, and they're just the stereotypical motivational stuff of believe your dreams, like just do it. Like, don't listen to your, your negative thoughts. It's like, no, you really should. Like, yeah, they're usually there for a good reason. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And it's like, okay, listen to them and like justify them and yeah. like have that honest conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big thing as you talk more with people about the problems they've been through. They often encounter a problem that they refuse to deal with until it got too big. That is my specialty. <laughs> it's helping people out of that, right? <laughs> is getting myself in it. Hey, because you have so much experience being oh, yes. in that negative side. Then I can totally you're like, help everyone. Boom. Sweet. That's all it is. I know if you want coaching. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. $7,998.46. For a two-hour meeting. Exactly. Just for, just for one two-hour meeting. This is the Michaela Prince you're talking to. Yeah, come on, guys. <laughs> it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so on that note, um, biggest failure. Obviously, that business idea would not do very well. So <laughs> what is something that you... I think this is kind of like a sensitive subject is what is your biggest failure? Something that you'd be comfortable sharing 
but something that you've learned a lot from? Yeah. My biggest failure, biggest mistake, I'm not sure if I can think of an exact time that I failed at it, um, is having a negative relationship with failure has definitely been something that's held me back from a lot of opportunities in life. Because it's, uh, it's just one of those things where I think so deeply about things that exactly like what I was saying, or other people are just like, wow, like the reason they have such a big problem is because they didn't deal with the problem before and everything. Then it manifests in something big. I'm like, that's me a lot as well. <laughs> where I had like uh, my podcasting agency, I it was so weird because it was something that I knew I wouldn't do forever. Mm-hmm. I literally, I started, I'm like, this is going to be just a way I learned about entrepreneurship. Do I want to do it more? Is it something I actually enjoy? That's why I started it. And then it became this thing though, where it was this pressure of, okay, but now I need to do good at it. Mm-hmm. And every single time I would encounter a struggle with it, I'd be like, wow, that's because I suck. And of course I did suck. I was terrible <laughs> at a lot of stuff and everything. I was a 21, 22 year old kid. <laughs> 23, yeah. And it was like, it was like improving my relationship with being like, wow, okay. Like I, I messed that up. Do I want to continue doing it? Mm-hmm. Is it something that's worth kind of continue going for? Uh, a book I've been writing forever is called Suffer for What? It basically is just turn down for what, you know, that's basically what it <laughs> yeah. started out as. <laughs> but it's, it's a combination of all these different ideas in uh, philosophy and psychology and of life is suffering. True. Which is, is one of those things. And that makes a lot of people really nihilistic and really pessimistic about the future being like, wow, so I'm just going to be in misery the entire time. <laughs> and, yeah. And again, like, you say no, but other people will be like, yes, you will be in suffering the entire time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, well, like, why is it suffering? It's like, well, it's suffering because you're going to encounter failure. But if that's going to be miserable, let's increase the pleasure of the reward of being like, wow, but I've gotten so far and everything that's so regardless of what I've been through I'm here. Uh, Alexander Shulzhenitsyn, I I think is what his name was. He wrote the Gulag Archipelago, which is um, the story and this this guy's account of in uh, in, in the internment camps in Russia. And right after World War II and the Cold War and everything like that. Dude, I'm doing got- a research paper on that right now. Really? Awesome. Yeah. It's a terrible time in human history. <laughs> it's like one of those things like, guys, our country is not that bad. <laughs> yeah. People are way worse than us. What are you talking about? Be, mm-hmm. be optimistic about our lives. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, so this guy just would see people going through these terrible, terrible experiences. And he found out he was being just like, wow, like here's this person who's like literally going through hell, but he's at peace. And it was one of the things where he realized being like, okay, like I want to get to that. And so he literally had this conversation every single day himself, every single day. He's like, okay, I've been through this, 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 and this in my life. And literally just sat in his cage basically and thought of being like, okay, like what did God try to teach me there? What was I supposed to learn here? What was the biggest thing I made the mistake of? What was after all this, what's waiting for me? And that's kind of the big thing that I've realized is, yeah, life is going to be really, really hard for some time. So what are you going to go through a hardship hardship for? And not only that, but the other side of the book is, are you putting yourself through more suffering than you need to? Because exactly. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's a weird thing that anytime you say that to somebody, 
they will always say, yeah, of course I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but why the frick is that true for people? I don't know. Isn't that so funny? Yeah. Where literally you'll, you'll see somebody and they'll be just like, it's like, okay, are you making yourself more resilient than you need to be? It's like, yeah, of course I am. It's like, why haven't you fixed that? If you could acknowledge that you're in pain, but not, not want to fix it, what is the reason behind that? And as I like meditate more on that and talk people, uh, talk to people, not just, you know, there's people who just have a bad day and everything like that and have an anxious moment. That's something mm-hmm. there's a, a disorder. There's a tendency. Everybody has a tendency to feel anxiety. It's your brain's natural way of being like, Hey, we are not happy. <laughs> and we are stressed the crap out about the crap that's going to happen in the future. Yep. And, but then I talked to people who were, you know, in some serious, serious trouble. And as I talked to these people, I was like, wow, you don't want to get out of this because there's nothing waiting for you. And that's like a big problem with if you're ever in sales or any kind of marketing, everybody's sells something. You will understand that being like, okay, like, yeah, I can make your life better, but is it worth it to get from that point of misery to this point of happiness, this point of understanding, this point of whatever the heck it is. And that's a big thing. And in, in any kind of development, it's the biggest mistake I made is how long it took me to realize that. Yeah. And it's hard then when it comes to this point where you have to look back on life and you think of, I made that mistake and that mistake and that mistake. And if I didn't make all these mistakes, I would have been there, mm-hmm. but I'm only here. And that gap is really, really breaking you down. And, but it's that, that sitting with that struggle of like, wow, I, I could have been here. I could have been here. It's like, okay, well that way in the future, I'm not even further, further away. I better do something today. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's, and that's the best part about content creation and journaling and everything is literally just because like, it allows you to prove it out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in religion, in uh, the, the Christianity and the church, church of Christ, Latter day Saints as well, there's a whole saying of doubt your doubts before you uh, doubt your faith. Mm-hmm. That has gotten me through a lot of things. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Oh, yes. I, I always love little slogans like that. <laughs> They're like, literally, how, how many is that word? Is that four? <laughs> Five? Five words? I can't count. I'm, hey, I'm not a I'm not a math major. All right. I'm not yeah. either. <laughs> Doubt your doubts before. Before is one word, not two words. <laughs> Doubt your faith. That's eight. All right. We're both okay. struggling. <laughs> oh yes. I had an institute teacher actually a couple of weeks ago come in and, and like a religious teacher for anybody who doesn't yeah. know what institute is. Um he, we have so many weird terms, don't we, in the Church of Christ Latter-day Saints, <laughs> the Mormon Church? Like have you ever like been talking to somebody? Mm-hmm. And like you say something no, and they're what? just like release society. Like, yeah. what the heck is that? And you're like, RS dude, what the heck? Yeah. Oh yes. I, most of my friends here aren't LDS. Yeah. And so it's been fun trying to explain things that go on in my church. Cause it just happens all the time. And it's just part of who I am. Yeah. But this teacher was talking to us about um, judgment and judging ourselves. And we have like the natural man, like our human body and what our human body wants to do. And then we have our spirit, which is like our mind, our soul. And our spirit can see f- light years ahead of everything that we as a human, like physical body can see. And so when something bad happens, our spirit is like, come on, you know better. Like you can do better. You are like a child of a God. Like what's wrong with you? But yeah. your and then your body, like physical body takes that personal and then like, freaks out and just like, chaos all over the place and he was like next time this happens tell your spiritual self to be nice like 
tell him to be nice to you. You are working, you are trying, you are doing the freaking best that you can here with what you've got. And that has helped a ton too. Like I will make a mistake on like whatever I've got going on in my life. And I'm like, crap, I knew better. I shouldn't have done that. Like really Kayla. And then I'm like, okay, wait, who's talking? Is my spiritual self actually being nice to me? Is Satan trying to get in my head? What's going on? And just kind of being able to lay it all out on the table and kind of sort through it all. It's been very helpful. That's so awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it's been very exciting to learn about a bunch of mental health stuff at this point in my life. Yeah. No, and it it's because you're trying to get to that new level. Oh yeah. You know that Mar have you heard of Marley? Have you heard Marley Jacks before? Mm-hmm. I love her. <laughs> Isn't she so great? Oh my gosh. If yes. Marley doesn't listen to this, like her and Steve Larson, like that's just the cutest couple. Like I'm not <laughs> oh, I, Amen. Oh, isn't it honestly? Every time I see their stuff, I'm like, I'm not like interested in any kind of like I've, I've every time I try to watch like The Bachelor or oh. like any kind of reality TV stuff, I'm just like, I can't, I can't get in this. Like, I don't know what the frick. Mm-hmm. But I'm so excited every time they post something together. <laughs> it's like <laughs> This weird thing. I don't know. It's so funny for me. I always think I'm above reality TV, but I love reality. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the capturing of it. Yeah. Uh, but no, she had this, Molly Jackson, this really cool uh, quote where uh, I forgot who said it initially, but it was new level, new devil. Mm. Once you yep. reach like that new like area and everything like that, you're like, wow, I was wrong about the, you know a couple things <laughs> and I have to get to this area right here of uh yeah, like growth and transformation and all these things. I think it's really cool when, um, so the story of Jesus, uh, as he was on this earth, he, he goes to this place. So here's this perfect individual who had to go to the Mount of Transfiguration where he had to, uh, and like the, I, my, my, I remember the story was like, really, it's really blotching some facts. I, I need to, I need to study it more, uh, where basically he goes to this uh, place and everything. And then he meets Moses and Isaiah, if I can remember correctly, at the top of this mountain. And Peter, James, and John are with him there and are, are there with them. And he basically become and then he basically, you know, gets elevated to the level of spirituality. And then Peter, James, and John like talked to us, like, wow, this is so cool. Thank you for allowing us to be here. We should like make like three different temples or like three different uh, monuments about this. Like one for you, one for Moses, and one for Isaiah and Eliza. I think it's, I forgot, Elijah. I think it was Elijah. I feel like it was. I feel like it's Elijah. Yeah, I mean, that sounds right, right? <laughs> <laughs> and as he's like, as like, the, the, and then they say that and everything like that, and Jesus is like, no, like you don't get what you just saw. We're not three different entities here. We're not three different purposes. Like it's one, mm-hmm. like it's our fathers. Yes. And I love that. Yeah. And yeah, it's like really cool of like, I mean, you can take that out to beyond religion and take it to a personal standpoint where the past and like the past and the future are yourself right now. And it's improving that relationship of, yes, I am my past, but I'm also my future and I'm able to get through it today. That is a really amazing way of looking at your value. Mm-hmm. Cause like you said, children of God, children of a higher entity, mm-hmm. Book of Genesis literally says we're made in the image of him. And he did a made ton of, of a ton of stuff in the book of Genesis too. I love like, the book of Genesis. Oh, it's so cool. Myron Golden has an awesome, awesome take on the book. of He, he breaks it down over like that. These are like cool principles. It's so cool. Yeah. Yes, he's great. Yeah, it's just so awesome. Yeah. 
And, uh, but no, yeah. And so, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know why I got in that tangent. I've been so <laughs> spotty lately, but oh yeah. So that's, that's a cool part of, uh, of as you like grow and everything like that, as you get to beyond, you know, you get to your twenties, mid twenties, then your thirties, <laughs> your forties and your friggin' eighties. There's always that new level you're getting to. Mm-hmm. And it's a really amazing way of, I think people are way too negative about life. I think the opportunity we have today to not only have an amazing life, but to help others have the same. Yes. It's just so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a book called Abundance that talks about that. It's really cool. Really good. Yeah. I mean, amen to all of that. <laughs> Love it all. <laughs> Another one of my friends. Sorry, keep going on about that. It's okay. I love them. It's like my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, funniest moment. We'll bring in a little bit of humor because I know a lot of little bit of humor. Talked about. Yeah. We've, it's been a little heavy and intense. <laughs> so we'll bring in. We'll do a one eighty light moment. Funniest memory where you laugh the hardest, like pee your pants laugh. Man, funniest memory where I laugh the hardest. Almost. Oh man. What was there's a couple that are really embarrassing that's just but where you have to laugh at yourself after this happens mm-hmm. one of them actually i got okay so one of the first that comes to my head um when i was a kid we went to this like retreat place and everything with like my school and yeah and so basically we're playing tag and we're like outdoors and everything and it was like this huge area and i was I, i'm born and raised in the suburbs of like california and so seeing a whole bunch of trees in one place is like a cool thing to me. We're literally, I saw, and this is a, a th- thing about my middle school we went to, there was a deer <laughs> close to us and we had a lockdown. Oh my gosh. Oh, that, that like warms my heart at how like innocent <laughs> that was. <laughs> because like our teachers were like, oh, we don't want anything to happen to people. It has to get sued. So it says two things about California. Number one. They're so happy. Oh my gosh. It's, an, it's, it's so weird. And number two, not only is it, are they so happy down there? We also have no exposure to animals to when we see something that people pet and like those different things and like freak out. It was hilarious. So um, but yeah, so uh, I was in the gosh, it's fourth grade or third grade, whatever the heck it was. And we're playing tag, we're running around. And then I literally get clotheslined <laughs> by a clothesline. I ran into this like wire that was hanging up. It was for some other game or something like that. And I ran into it, legit gets almost wrapped around my neck and I like fall to the floor. And I had this just ring around my neck that was like red as heck. And it was the stupidest thing ever. We're all like, what the, how did that just happen? Like, how the heck did I literally get clothesline by clothesline? That. That is hilarious. And if it makes you feel any better, my dad did that in his teens. So hey. <laughs> yes, him and my mom were out doing, they're out hanging out with their friends and my dad yeah. was running. I don't remember where he was running, but he just tripped over. Like it just like, and clotheslined him. And he was like out down on the ground. I think they were late for curfew is what it was. Oh. And so they were just like panicking, not looking yeah. where they were going. So <laughs> you're not the only one. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. Oh, yes. Yes. I have not clotheslined myself, but I've definitely ripped my pants. And so that one's like bright red. Very, very embarrassed. Although laughing now because I was like, really? 
<laughs> it's so funny when that happens, isn't it? Oh yeah. Like you look back at it, you're like, what an idiot. Mm-hmm. Like what? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what a like hilariously terrible thing to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was more like I was sad for myself that I was embarrassed because like it was literally I had like ripped my pants, my underwear, and my skin. And so I was like bleeding and like trying to like hide it all. It was a very pointy fence. It wasn't barbed okay. wire, but there's like a piece of metal sticking out and like the chain link was broken. Yeah. It was just sticking out. And so I was like so embarrassed that I had ripped my pants and not worrying about the fact that I might have needed stitches. I was like, oh, I just ripped my pants. I can't do this. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that is embarrassing moment. <laughs> that's, that's worse than mine. You're right. That does suck. Wow. That's, that's so embarrassing. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> As you ask people these questions more, do you think more about your life? A little bit, yeah. Everything? Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I completely forgot about that horrifyingly embarrassing experience I totally had repressed. Yep. Oh, yes. Yes. It brings up a lot of things. <laughs> you're just like, oh, there's that failure I had. There was that mm-hmm. failure. There was that hopefully great memory. There was. I definitely should have stood up for myself then. I should have. <laughs> Oops. You literally dropped the pen, man. That's I awesome. literally just dropped the pen. So. Boom. We're dropping bombs, dropping pens up in here. Heck yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, morning routines. What is yours like? I feel like just from like talking to you, you've either got like this really great routine or you're like, it just depends on the day. For me, it depends on the day. Really? So I want to know like what your routine is like. <laughs> yeah. My, my biggest routine. Okay. So I just got this. I actually really, it's my first day using it today. I really like it. So it's a, it? Uh, it looks like a Nutri-Egg or a, a blender, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but basically it's an alarm clock hooked up to a light. Oh, that's nice. And so it obnoxiously gets you out of bed. <laughs> so it's awesome. Cause I'm so lazy in the morning where if I don't, and I know that if I don't get out of bed before like eight or nine, like my day's ruined. Oh, same. Where I just make just terrible decisions and everything like that. I'm like more lethargic and everything. And there's science behind that that backs up why I'm complaining. <laughs> but no, so getting out of bed uh, early, I can't spend more than 10 minutes getting like legit getting out of bed or mm-hmm. else I, same thing, just have a lazy day and everything. There's nothing wrong with a lazy day. There is something wrong with a lazy unplanned day. Yes. That's when it really, it just messes you up. <laughs> and so having that schedule really helps. I try my best to get up and go to the gym. Every day, my younger brother helps me with that because I'm, I've recently, I've really, really slacked with it as COVID hit Join and everything. Club. And oh yeah, seriously, as COVID hit everything, for some, my, my life just like routine wise, just tanked and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's like a huge morning routine. I try to get journaling in. Uh, that's a good, really, really awesome way of starting a day. Uh, Cause it gets your brain thinking and everything. And especially if you do gratitude in the morning. I literally have like just three things. Like, okay, what are like three memories I can feel grateful, grateful for today? Like something yesterday, even something from way before. Uh, as you know, my dad's had some like hard health issues and stuff like that recently. It's been an awesome thing to uh, just m- get my mind out of the muck sometimes. Uh, being just like, wow, really grateful, really grateful for this, really grateful for this. And it just kind of fortifies yourself for the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love it. I have been working on journaling. My therapist says it's really good for me to do. And so we are working on it. That's a great way to start a conversation. So my therapist thinks it's really good for me. To... 
Just a great way to start anything you say. My therapist said. I was talking to my therapist the other day, and you wouldn't believe what Janine said. This is crazy. No, I, it is a big part of my life right now because we're learning to set boundaries. And so that is like always a little voice in the back of my head. Like, are you sure this is what's supposed to happen? Are you sure this is okay to let this person do this to you? So yeah, she's, she's an angel. (laughs) God put some amazing people in our lives to help us get to wherever it is he wants us to be. Oh, mm -hmm. there. Okay. We're going to share this. I don't know who needs to hear it, but it came to my head. So we're going to share it. Um, Let's hear it. I can't wait. It's going to be great. So I frame is going hard. Oh, you know, yes. So I, with some of my coworkers have had a really rough life. I will not share any of it because it's not my story to tell, but um, they have been looking for therapists to go into. And here where I live, it is literally booked out solid. Like nobody can get in anywhere. And my, the lady that I'm seeing now, therapist I'm seeing now was booked out for a while and somehow I got in and the other day I was sitting in church and I just heard a voice in the back of my head saying God put you in therapy for your future so you can help other people because he knows that you will be able to think you just need to do something right now with your life and the therapist is helping you get through your head trash so you can change more people's lives than you can right now and I just about started crying because I was like God has an enormous amount of faith in me right now to put me in this position to help me heal myself and get through what I'm going through so that I can help all of his other children. So that was so awesome. I was like, I I think that's the biggest reason Heavenly Father asks us to go through anything. mm -hmm. There's stories in the scriptures and everything like that. And stories, not just in that. It's not just a principle in, Christianity and everything like that. You know, if you're not religious and everything like that, or you're not Christian, I mean, in the Bhagavad Gita, which is a, a, a Buddhist text and everything, and uh, gosh, the Quran and all these other different things, there's always these stories where there's this entity, this being, this universe and everything like that, where it asks an individual to go through a hardship. That way, somebody else won't have to. Yes. It's, it's this amazing, amazing thing, you know, where it's whether you believe that's God and everything like that, or if you believe that's just human nature and everything and the story that we really relate to, I, I don't really care what people believe in, in that terms and everything like that. I personally have the belief that God is, you know, that God is real and Jesus is the Christ and uh, Christianity and is, is true and all these different things. But it's also really important to understand like for other people, they're not always at that point. So it's always hard to go deep in this stuff because once you explain it with Christianity, sometimes people will hear it and they'll be like, oh, that's yeah, whatever. That's jargon and stuff like that. It's like, ah, very few things in, in Christian belief or in any belief is not proven science. It's really cool. But no, so it's just like an amazing thing where just like what you said. We yes. It's asked to go through some stuff for others and put yeah. ourselves in that position too. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I think not to like backtrack or anything, but I think that's another reason why a lot of people put themselves through a lot harder things than they should do is they feel like, like, oh, I'm supposed to suffer in this life. Like, life is supposed to be hard. I guess I'm just going to stay here and not work towards this other life that I'm supposed to live because I've been taught that I'm going through hard things for a reason and I'm supposed to be learning something from here. So I guess I'll just sit here until I learn something and then they just yeah. continue spinning their wheels and not going anywhere. Yeah. So it's my yeah. two cents on that. <laughs> it's a part of the human condition. Yep. The more, you, the more you learn about the brain, the more you learn about God. Yes. 
I had a religion and science class that I took. And oh, that sounds so cool. It was so good. I loved it. It was more like on the creation and how the world formed and like the crazy stories in the Bible and like, are they actually true? Or is it yeah. just like some like crazy story that they put into the scriptures? And I've never doubted that anything in the scriptures were true. They weren't true. Yeah. Like I always assumed that the layman could walk or they could see or they could talk or whatever after Christ interacted with them and stuff. And so it was really cool to or hear. that a donkey talked in the scriptures. Yeah. <laughs> There's the Old Testament is so funny. Would you read oh, that I thing? Love the Old Testament. <laughs> I'm just like, what the heck? Like, this is awesome. Oh, yes. And so it was really cool just like going through and seeing how science actually yeah. lines up with like things in the Bible and like Genesis. We tore apart Genesis and putting yeah. it together with science. And it was just amazing. And I loved it. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I think, yeah, I think. Uh, it was something I was working on the other day as I was uh, writing out this thought of being like, okay, like that's like a, a big thing I learned on my mission was if like to check, honestly, to check your beliefs and to put them through scrutiny. That way, when you enter something that's harder, than, that's bigger than your beliefs, you won't crumble and everything mm -hmm. or into sadness and all these other different things into doubt, into uh, just immense tr trouble and everything. And so the thought was uh, very few things don't matter because very few things are not connected. Where, Sorry, so, that again? <laughs> so very few things don't matter. Okay. Because very few things are not connected. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. It's yeah. So nothing matters. Is basically what I'm saying. No, <laughs> uh, but no, because everything really is connected. Mm -hmm. Where you have this, this. I mean, if you look at like like Genesis and stuff like that, like it says of like first off, like God made the heavens and God made light and everything. The Big Bang. Like maybe mm -hmm. that was how this all happened and everything. Like, and that's just and God throw the stars together and everything mm -hmm. like it's it's like oh yeah it's a, an interesting side of it where there's as soon as like one thing is said oh gosh no that's not that's not what it is or basically it's once you think something it's a allows you to understand other parts of your life where if oh, you've had okay. if you had these other areas and everything where you're like wow i'm struggling here here and here and here it's like okay well where is that connected to well it's like, it's like yeah like i don't i struggle doing my homework like, okay, why do you struggle to do your homework? Is it because homework's hard? Or is it because school's not worth it? Is it because you're afraid of just people scrutinizing you? Like all these other different things. And so that's why I, that, that if you can't get to therapy and stuff like that, putting yourself through it yourself of honestly have those questions with yourself. I think like, okay, like I'm struggling with this, 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 and this. Why? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's like, the biggest thing I'm working on is like, how, how do I create something to help people do that? Cause not everybody can access therapy, you know, not every therapist is great. Like, like I said, and everything, like there's some awesome, awesome people in it. Mm -hmm. But if you're in an area where like, okay, I can only afford this like $10 therapist or whatever the heck it is. Like maybe yeah. there's a better option out there where mm -hmm. it's, that's why the click funnels is so amazing and entrepreneurship, all these different things where it allows you to create something to be dispersed among a lot of people. Yes. I love yeah. entrepreneurship and it's, Will always have a place in my heart because I know it changes so many people's lives. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. And then to kind of just wrap things up really quick, I know it's kind of been a heavy episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I know you're only like 23, almost 24, but if you were younger again, okay, let's say like we'll go like 16, 17, 18, what would you tell yourself then or change? 
Or maybe even if you want to go 20. If, well, it's, it's interesting just because the, the further I go back, especially I had a really, really hard time in high school and everything. Just again, really funny. Like I, I was, I didn't feel like I was like very popular and everything like that. It's because I struggled connecting with people. And as I, you know, think back to it, I was like, oh, like I did like this, 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 and this. Like I had like all this like people around me and everything. And so it was to improve my relationship with silence. Were probably the biggest thing. And because I would distract myself from a lot of the thoughts I had, distract myself from a lot of the feelings I would I would have. And so if I, I honestly feel like, man, if I would have just had that time to literally sit like, okay, like exactly what I've been talking about. It's probably why I've been talking about it so much because I, I realize of just how much it would have helped me. Mm-hmm. I'll totally be like, okay, like this, 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 and this. Like, if I, like why am I feeling this? Is it justified? Because a lot of people, you know, they have these like thoughts of being like, I'm a victim. It's like, heck yeah, you are. <laughs> like all these different people, like we're literally like jerks to you. Mm-hmm. And but it's like, okay, but now where, where do you want to go from there? Because yeah. you're justified in where you are. Like you mm-hmm. totally are. You don't need to, you don't need to uh, try and help other people when like you yourself are going through this immense struggle. But yeah, no, yeah. It's like a, it's interesting side of it. It's what God told us. Like literally like man does not need to walk. Money does not need to run more than he has strength to walk. And it goes into that side of it. Like, okay. Like, yeah, like you really justified a lot of feelings you have, but are you, is that allowing you to heal is sitting in it? Or does it help to honestly try to go out and help others to take 10 minutes and like send a message to somebody else who's really struggling. That way you can go, you can kind of go above it and everything like that. And that way as well, you know, you can have them just be like, wow, your life sucks a lot more than mine, which is awesome that my life doesn't suck as much as yours does. And just have that moment, you know, and no, I'm totally kidding about that. <laughs> Don't, that's probably not the biggest thing to tell somebody, not the best. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> totally. I've let it be just like, Hey, you, it must suck to be you right now, dude. Like, holy cow. That's actually a really funny thing of my, my mom's really been dealing with that. Like some people, when they hear about terrible news, they'll let it be just like, oh, my heart bleeds for you. My heart just is just, oh my gosh. I want you to know that I, I just cannot imagine how much that would, that would just be so hard. I don't think I could do it going through that. But being like, well, that's not what I wanted to hear today. But uh... <laughs> I just think that would probably make me upset. Yeah. Like people just have a terrible ability, a relationship with <laughs> pain mm-hmm. and everything. Like they see people go through stuff. They say the wrong thing. Like that's not helping them. Like that's making yourself feel less bad, but it's not helping them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah. And so that that's probably the biggest thing. Improve your relationship with silence and honestly sit with the problems you have. If you really want to get to the solution you deserve. I love that. Beautiful. 10 out of 10. And cut. And done. <laughs> Perfect. Now it's time to go watch Family Guy for me to go back, back to the false self. Say that again. <laughs> oh, I just said, it's time for me to go back to watching Family Guy and, you know, oh. making, making <laughs> bad jokes and everything. Been deep for too long, right? Yep. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, thank you for being on this podcast. I have, of course, I'm so grateful that you came on here and I love that you were able to share all of this with me and then with anybody else who's listening. Like, I love hearing people's stories and learning everything that I can from them and picking it apart. And so I don't have to go through what they went through. 
And so I don't have to suffer for as long. That's why you chose to come on. Like this guy's life sucks so much more than mine. Like that's just not what it was. Hey, that's like the advice I said, isn't it? Uh, Pick somebody's life who's just so much worse than yours. And there actually was a funny comedy joke about that, where like this guy was talking about like they're had just a crap day, and you reach out to somebody who's no man who knows they had a they had a crap day with you. You're like, way to go, Jamal. Like, keep on going, keep on going with your mixtapes. Like, you're gonna do great, man. You won't go back to jail. <laughs> that was that was his joke. That wasn't mine. Like, that was uh, we'll just own it. It was great. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you have if anybody on this podcast wants to reach out to you, do you have a preferred way for them to do it or anything like that? Um, honestly, just Instagram or Facebook. If you honestly are really struggling with anything. I love just hearing people's problems as weird as that sounds because I want to help people through problems. And so it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, well, like what are the different problems people go through? Like what's the most effective way of like helping like each person out of it and everything. Mm -hmm. And so it's a, it's a weird, it's like split testing, I guess, with problem solving and it's a marketing. Love that. (laughs) Yeah. But no, it's this this weird thing where uh, I, like I said, I've, I've experienced a lot of, emotional uh pain and everything like that and helping people do theirs is something that's always made me feel like it was worth it that's good yeah. i love that <laughs> yeah. so i will put facebook and instagram in the show notes anybody who wants to reach out to him please do and if you need help please try and reach a therapist a professional we want you to live your best life and live as happily as you can in this crazy crazy world that we're living in so Thank you again for coming on. Well, that's the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I know this was a heavy episode, but if you guys are struggling, please ask for help. It's an amazing thing you can do. Get help from a professional. I know it's helped me a ton. Um, if And if you guys have anyone you'd like me to interview or a topic you'd like me to discuss with a guest, let me know. Also, stay tuned. The next episode is a 10 to 15 minute recap how we can apply the things that we've learned. Don't forget to subscribe, give us a like, a review, go follow us on Instagram. And thank you again, everyone.